Hello friends, welcome back to another episode of Psychology Concepts Explained. This is your host, Dr. Jack Chuang, and I'm a psychology professor for a couple of colleges in Washington State. So thanks for joining me today. Um, Actually, this podcast is really a note for my students about whether or not they should drop their class at this juncture. So I figured uh, the usual considerations I give for my students, I thought I'd make this available as a general podcast so that other undergraduate college students out there who have not uh, been in the position to think about dropping a class might also find this a little bit helpful. All right, so let me first talk to you about what happens when you actually drop a course in college. And here in the United States and most universities and colleges, you end up with a grade of W instead of a A, B, C, D grade. And what happens is that when you see that grade of W in the transcript, meaning withdraw, it doesn't affect your overall grade point average or GPA. So the question is, when you get to the juncture in the course where in the course calendar there's an official last day to drop, If you wait till after that deadline, then you finish with the grade that you earn. For some students, that's great. For others who are doing more poorly than expected, it might be a consideration to drop the class. So these are some things I thought, maybe in case you haven't thought of it, to think about before you make that decision, right? So it's not as easy as, oh, I need to drop it to save my GPA. Right, there are a lot of other considerations that are a part of this. So first of all, how to drop a class, this is going to vary from university to university to college to college, okay? And first, you need to find out from your registration department how they handle uh, when you repeat a course, okay? And what I mean by that is Common sense would tell you that, well, if you made an F the first time, then you repeat the course, and you made an A the second time, then those would average out to maybe a C, C plus, B minus, right? Well, not necessarily. Some universities and colleges may have a system where that if you repeat the same course, that your first grade of an F is actually replaced by the second grade. Let's say you made an A the second time around. Okay, so that would drastically improve. It's as if you did not take the course the first time. Okay, so whatever, wherever you are in terms of your location of the college university, that is something you want to find out, is how does the college university handle repeat courses? And chances are, if you're taking a course, unless it's an elective, if you're taking a required course, then chances are if you drop it, you have to repeat it, right? So it's a good thing to find out if how it's going to affect your GPA the second time around, okay? Of course, in your course calendar for your university or institution, you should find out all the different drop deadlines. There are some early ones and then the late ones and the last one. Some of the early ones will affect how much tuition refund you'll get back. So it's really important to monitor your grades, get a sense of whether your course load is okay or if you've taken on too much. 
you can make an early decision is that, you know, five courses was too many. I should stick with two, three or four. Maybe I should drop one or two at this point and get most of my money back. Another consideration is, are you on financial aid, right? So whether or not some scholarships or student loans or whatever financial aid you may be a part of, how does dropping a course, falling below a certain amount of credits for the quarter or the semester, how does that affect you? Are there any restrictions? So that's something you have to find out. I can't tell you that. And also, another one, does your institution have limits on the total number of withdrawals or drops you can have during the time, like say your academic career at that one college. Some colleges and universities have limits. Let's say like you can't have more than six W's. So in the course of a four-year degree, you want to use them wisely, right? You can't just drop them all, you know, and then expect the next semester to have all those available to you. So those are different kinds of considerations. Now, in terms of deciding yes or no, okay, let's, let's just summarize a little bit. So does your college replace the repeated course or not? Are you trying to, obviously trying to protect your GPA, right? So in my experience, I've seen students drop courses because they're doing very poorly grade-wise, and some just because they don't think they can make an A, that they're going to make a B, and they're trying to pervert, pervert <laughs> excuse me, preserve their perfect 4.0 grade point average. Now, I can go into another long spiel about how important your GPA is, and I think sometimes students may think that I'm in a competitive nursing program or whatever. I really need to have this perfect 4.0 GPA. Now, unless the program literally states that the minimum required GPA is 3.75, you know, something really, really high, then I think it may be a good consideration to take the B rather than repeating it, spending the money, spending another whole semester or quarter just to get that A. You can do the math to figure out, well, how much will it hurt you? Yeah, you won't have that really perfect looking 4.0 A in your transcript, but maybe it's a 3.9 or 3.85. How will that affect your standing in your career quest right, or degree quest? Just to make it short, I'm going to do another podcast about going to graduate school. And even if you're not going to graduate school, let's say you're applying to nursing school, I think some of the principles apply, which is how much emphasis do I give my grades? versus all the other things that are required in your application for that particular program. And I would argue that grades don't mean as much as you think they do, but also depends on what you're applying to, right? So if you're applying to medical school, that entrance exam, the MCAT, weighs very heavily, right? Whereas for graduate school in psychology, and again, I'll go into more detail with a different podcast about this in particular, because I have a lot of experience, not just applying to graduate school, but I was on the other side of the fence in the review committee, reviewing these applications, and I learned the formula that was used to decide and, and, and rank the students who applied. So I have a good sense of what a college or university might be looking for in their graduate students. 
And I can tell you that the grades are not everything, okay? So again, for those borderline A, B students and thinking, oh, I really need to make an A, so I'm going to drop this class, you really need to think about that decision, okay? But I'll leave that up to you. And also, another key component, just to summarize, going back, your financial aid status, whether you're part of some other kinds of program, like you're a state employee or a veteran, find out, make sure, especially when you're just starting off in your college career, find out, well, what are the limits? What are the implications if I happen to need to drop a class later on? Are there any limits or restrictions? Okay. And also another uh, consideration could be when you are when you want to graduate. If you're on a very tight timeline, right, and you want to get out into the workforce as fast as possible, okay, then again, going back to that idea, if you're able to pass with whatever minimum grade it is allowing you to graduate, would you be able to accept that lower grade as opposed to spending another whole quarter or semester just to boost that GPA up a little bit? Okay, So again, that's another consideration. Now, lastly, let me summarize. I didn't mean for this podcast to be too long. After all, I'm recording this for my students. I don't want them to waste time. Okay, Ask your instructor. Find out what your current grade is and what is the potential grade that you could finish with Right. Usually you have about a quarter or a third of the course left to go. What's a realistic outcome for you in the course? And whether or not you're on a percentage system or a point system, a lot of those calculations you can do on your own. Now I should warn you that in your learning management system or called LMS where your course is held, and for us it's called Canvas, sometimes the grade books are a little tricky. Okay. So sometimes the, the current grade you see, like from a 0 to 100 grade, isn't the grade that you think you're at because you may have some missing grades, you may have a lowest grade to be dropped. All those things can affect what your grade really is. So make sure you talk to your instructor to get a sense of, uh, is this 85 or 95? Is this really the grade I have? Or do I need to do a little bit more math to figure out what's my current accurate grade? Okay. All right. That's all I have on my notes. I hope that these points might be helpful for those of you who are in college and early on in your college career and you're facing that point where, well, in the calendar it says this is the last day to drop. So what does that mean for me? Do I need to do that? And maybe these pointers and things to think about could help in your decision. Okay. All right. Now, for my students, you can just end the podcast here. For everybody else <laughs> who are not my students, uh, let me just uh, encourage you to look at my course. Um, I said course description, my podcast description. There are various ways to contact me. Uh, there are, you can leave me an anonymous feedback or just send me an email or tweet about future show suggestions. Or just, you just have general questions that you would like a psychology professor to answer. So my next podcast coming up, I'm going to just dedicate it to listener questions that have been sent to me over the past couple of weeks and just spend 20 to 30 minutes answering those particular questions in one podcast. I didn't feel like each question in itself could be created into 
individual podcast. So I feel I felt like I'll just do a mailbag kind of response thing or a stump the chump kind of, you know, can you stump Dr. Trong kind of thing? Can he answer this? All right. Okay, 12 minutes. I think that's long enough for this kind of podcast. And again, thank you for listening. And if you're a first timer, uh, feel free to go through my catalog of lectures. If you're taking a psychology course, intro to psych or lifespan psychology, there are subjects in my podcast channel that you might find helpful. Okay, thanks a lot, everybody. Hey there, thanks for listening to this podcast today. Can you do me a big favor? Um, Just so that this podcast gets heard by more students of psychology and other people interested in the field, uh, go to Apple Podcasts and put a little rating there if you like and uh, a brief uh, review, okay? And you can also contact me directly using the links in the description, whether it's Twitter or email, with any suggestions or feedback that you may have to make the show better. And uh, if there are any topics you want me to talk about, I can add them. And if you want to support me by buying me a coffee, the methods are listed in the description as well. Again, thanks and have a great day.